Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Sean Smith, as always, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Sean, I'm doing well. How you doing, buddy? I can't complain. The, the weather's finally nice down this way. I don't know how it is in Lexington, but it's sunny, a little windy, but nice day. Spring is here. It's cold. <laughs> but it is sunny, which is a start. So I think tomorrow is supposed to be very nice here in Lexington. So uh, hopefully everyone out there who listens to us, the storms didn't affect you guys too bad. I know there were some bad storms that went through Kentucky last night. Um, man, the weather's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully everyone was uh, stayed safe out there. Yeah, it, it definitely has been crazy. We saw snow on the field at the UK Blue White game just oh, a few days ago. And then the sun comes through, and the next day was the probably one of the most beautiful days we've had all spring. But there's not much to complain about, especially on the football side of things, Derek, because the ESPN FBI released, and I know we, we don't make a huge deal of the FBI, but it feels like we need to talk about this one because Kentucky is number 20 in the ESPN, the, the preseason football power index there, which is the highest that I remember them being. And then uh, projected eight and four in the win total and, and win and loss total this season. What do you make of that? Yeah, so everybody hates the FPI. Everybody. No one likes it. Uh, yeah, we talk about it every year. I used to write about it every year, and everyone clicked on it, and everyone discussed it. Um, even though we hate it. Even though we hate it, yes. But this is uh, as much love for sure, I think, as Kentucky's gotten. Actually, we can go through it. I didn't realize you could look at the – well, if you go through the years, it shows the end of the season. So it's hard to go back and remember the preseasons. But um, eight and four, I think, is, you know, you, you think about the – it's right on with the Vegas number, right? The early odds was UK um, season total winning eight games. And this is kind of right on it. Uh, like you mentioned, 96% to make a bowl game, basically, to get to six wins. Um, even, even this, Sean, 4.7% chance to win the SEC East. Very low number. I mean, talking about less than 5% chance. Yet, there were a lot of years that was under one. You know, basically had no chance to win it. 0.7% uh, chance to win the whole conference. 0.5% chance to make the uh, playoff, Sean. And 0.1% chance to make it to the national championship game. Yeah. And you're talking chance. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, right now we can scroll back and look through where they ended each season. So that 10 and three season in two, the 2018 season, they finished number 26 in the FBI in the power index. And then last this past season, I believe 28th, I'm not mistaken, after the win versus Iowa. Yeah, 28th. So 20 going into the season. You're still behind quite a few SEC teams, so let me mm -hmm. run through those here. I see Alabama at one, Georgia at three, Auburn at 10, LSU at 11, A&M at 14, and then Ole Miss at 17. And then behind Kentucky, you got Mississippi State 24, Florida 25, and Tennessee 28, Arkansas 29. So the SEC has a lot of teams in that top 30. But this is as, this is how I've seen Kentucky, and like a, I think it just kind of shows where the program is and – how it's been progressing forward, and you're starting to see a reflection of that in these preseason rankings, even though it's a computer. Yeah, so Auburn is this year's Mississippi State. Like last year, Mississippi State was in the preseason top ten for FPI, and everyone was like, why the hell is Mississippi State in the top ten? I think there are a lot of people who are going to pick Auburn to finish last in the SEC West <laughs> at SEC Media Days, and yet here they are 
in the top 10 in the FPI. Um, and again, I don't totally understand the FPI because, and a lot of this probably has to do a schedule, but you look at Auburn, they're projected to be seven and five by this model. So, I mean, obviously that's not going to put them anywhere near the top 10 at the end of the season if they're seven and five. So, um, but for Kentucky though, I mean, I feel like maybe the only surprise because uh, our friend SEC Mike, I see him tweet about Tennessee some. It seems like there are some computers that do like Tennessee a lot. Uh, FPI doesn't hate Tennessee by any means, but it has Tennessee at 28th. So I think there was one model he was talking about on Twitter that had them like maybe in the top 10. So these computer models are going to vary a little bit. Um, but there's a pretty strong case. And I don't know that they will start. I mean, I think there's a pretty strong case for Kentucky to start in the preseason top 25 in the AP poll. Yeah. I don't know that they will. Um, might be like most years where if you, you know, start off, if you get out of the swamp and beat Florida, I think it's they'll probably be in the top 25. But that would be my guess. Uh, I mean, if I had a vote, I don't know where I'd probably in the 20s somewhere, although – I, I totally don't know who I'd have ahead of them. I've not looked at the full national landscape, but when you have a recognizable name at quarterback, we always talk about that. That helps. You have an, uh, an All-American running back candidate type, All-SEC. Um, and there are some question marks around, and maybe that's maybe people only look at the losses and not look at necessarily what's coming back. But I don't know. It seems pretty, pretty well, consensus at this point that they'll be in the preseason top three in the SEC East. It'll, it'll probably be Tennessee at two and then UK at three would be my guess. So is that enough to get in the preseason top 25? I would think so. And you mentioned how the numbers are kind of all over the place depending on what you look at and, and I, I'm assuming Derek too that a lot of this when you're talking strength of conference in the SEC you know Alabama projected win total 11.3 they're number one. Ohio State actually has the highest projected win total 11.8 mm -hmm. And then you look at Georgia, 11.6. So the East, we know, is usually easier than the SEC West. But then you go to the national championship and playoff predictors, Alabama 79.3 to make the playoff, Ohio State 82.3. But Alabama has the 30.1% chance to win it, while Ohio State is 27.4. So Ohio State has a greater chance to make the playoff, but Alabama has a greater chance to win it, according to the computers. And I think that that takes into account, obviously, the schedule where the FPI is when it comes to who you're playing and then your conference too. Hey, how about this? Is Texas back? If you look at the playoff predictor, they're fifth, 21% uh, chance to make the playoff according to the ESPN FPI. And I think they're also fifth. And yeah, they're also fifth when it comes to making the national championship game. So and, and we can't see game to game yet, can we? Don't think so. Yeah. But I That's, guess you can do it based off this really. Yeah, that, that's the big talking point when we do that. That seems like that's always in May or June when we talk about that. So, Well, again, this is very dumb. FBI is dumb. But, <laughs> but we're talking it. about we're it. We're talking about it. Uh, no, I mean, I think this Kentucky football season, I, I mean, this this feels like a year that, I mean, there, there seem to be a lot of people who really like Kentucky. I'm not seeing uh, many people – I mean, you'll get a few the occasional people who who are high on South Carolina and things like that. But I mean, this is about as much preseason respect as what I can remember. I mean, even having Kentucky in a computer model go eight and four, if well, we remember, I mean, Kentucky's only won more than seven regular season games. What twice now under Stoops, yeah. uh, and really got to go back to what eighty four before that. So I mean, this is still not really that common of an occurrence. They've gotten eight a few times there. Um, or I guess just once, right, with the bowl ends. 
So it's not like this program just routinely, you know, you can bank on them going eight and four every single year. This is, this is kind of new uh, when you can exceed that mark in the regular season. I, I do think, I mean, what do you think about that in general, Sean? Um, I'm probably going to pull it up here soon. But just the, the win total at being an eight, because I think that's kind of the perfect number if you're trying to get some action. Because you could – I mean, that's I think that's just spot on. Anytime, yeah, anytime it's been in the six to seven range, I would have always been like, yeah, you got you got to hammer the over, especially the, the way Kentucky football has been trending in recent years, especially when it was like 6.1 or mm-hmm. something like that. But now that it's at eight – I mean, that's that's kind of shows the, the threshold of where you're at now. Like most fans, I think, would consider eight and four and a, a successful year. But it's now on that line, Derek, where I think a lot of people would probably say, no, it's not a successful year at Kentucky, given how they've they've been trending and, and what not only how they've been trending, but now the expectations. You've got fans that are talking nine wins a year or competing for the division. Like it just shows you how far the bar has been set. I I don't know though. That that'd be tougher for me to kind of say hammer because it's just a lot has to go your way, especially when you play in in the league with Georgia and the schedule that they have. Which brings up this too: what are the chances, Derek, that game two on the road at Florida that Kentucky is maybe a pick'em slot underdog or a slot favorite? How close do you think that betting line is going to be? Oh, I think it'll be really close. I mean, probably the closest it's ever been. Yeah. What was it this past year? Do you remember? Uh, Florida was top 10 and they rolled in there. They were seven and a half, maybe. Was it that high? It might have been. I really don't remember. I'm having a hard time remembering any of the lines. I want to think it was. I want to think they were at least a touchdown favorite. Georgia was like a three touchdown favorite, right? Yeah. And Kentucky covered that with that late touchdown. (laughs) Because everyone was pissed off that uh, I think they lost money. Uh, We had that dumb debate for like, two or three days on if UK should have tried to score at the end of the game when they were losing by 20 something <laughs> points, a very dumb conversation was had. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, Florida might get it based off the home field advantage and then just being Florida. Um, They're projecting win total is 7.1. So 7.1 and five. So seven and five record. I mean, maybe I'll end up just seeming silly, but I, I mean, that, I, I'm like oddly confident that Kentucky's going to win that game week two. Uh, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. I just think, you know, you're catching them early, new head coach. Florida opens the season against Utah, a game that, I mean, they, they could legitimately start 0 2. Um, somewhat of a quarterback battle, I think, still going on. It seems like Anthony Richardson's the, the name down there, but Jack Miller transferred in from Ohio State. He's still competing for the job. I mean, Florida's always going to have talent. I'm not saying that's going to be a game UK is going to go down there and, uh, yeah, you know, I just feel like 100% confident they're going to – I'm not treating them like they're Vanderbilt or anything. I just – I, I kind of feel like Kentucky's going to be better at that point in the season. Um, certainly not a gimme by any means, but I kind of agree with Adam Luckett. I mean, I think if you're going to pick the over, you've got to beat Missouri on the road, and then you have to find a way to beat one of Florida, Ole Miss, or Tennessee. Yeah, you got to win the road. And then you got to take care of business at home. I mean, I don't think South Carolina or Mississippi State, I don't think Kentucky's talent is just so much better than either of those teams that you just bank on wins. But I think good teams, and I, and I think Kentucky will be a good team, Like I think you win those games at home. So, I mean, really, if you're looking at this betting line, I'm still very confident they're going to win all four non-conference games. I think they'll beat Vanderbilt. I think they're better than Missouri. There's six right there. Um, and then you got to – 
you know, get a couple of these at home. If you, if you get, if you take care of business against South Carolina, Mississippi state, you're already at eight, right? Yeah. If my math is right. So then you just got to win one of those uh, three I just mentioned. And I, I would be, I wouldn't be stunned if they lost all three of those and then lost to Georgia to get to four losses. But I, I just kind of feel like this team's going to find a way to pull off at least one big road win. Well, and, and two, the, the thing that they have not done is win an SEC West road game. And you, you got that yeah. road matchup at Ole Miss, and let's just talk about where their opponents rank. So when you're talking about their entire 12-game schedule here, Derek, only two teams are higher than them in the ESPN FBI. That's Georgia at number three and Ole Miss at number 17. Everyone else is ranked lower in that FBI. Mississippi State in the next closest at 24, Florida 25, Tennessee 28, Louisville 36, South Carolina 45, Missouri 55, Miami, Ohio 98, and then Vandy 103 and Northern Illinois 110. And, of course, Youngstown State uh, not showing up on the ESPN FBI, so uh, not available there. But just what do you make of those numbers and that and where Kentucky falls? I mean, literally the third best on that schedule when it comes to the ESPN FBI. I don't ever remember that. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. No, you're right. I'm a little surprised on... uh... Little surprise on Northern Illinois. I'm looking, Northern Illinois won their division last year. Um, they must have lost a ton to be ranked that low to be the worst opponent on Kentucky outside of the uh, Youngstown State game. Um, I mean, I could see. I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I'm probably more optimistic. Sir, this is by far because you go back to 2018, that was not a team. I think I picked them to go seven and five that year. And it was very much like a prove-it year for Stoops because I felt like the 2017 team, let, you know, you look at the Ole Miss loss and the Florida loss at home. It felt like that team, while not supremely talented, it felt like they let some games get away. And then, you know, they were very bad defensively in 2017. I want to say they ranked in the 90s because I remember my big yearbook column was how they needed to be better defensively. That was Stoops' calling card. They'd been pretty disappointing on defense up to that point in his tenure. And then, lo and behold, they put, you know, one of the great defensive seasons they've had, uh, large part thanks to Josh Allen. Um, but they break through. And then 2019, I was I was pretty optimistic. But, yeah, I remember they were picked to finish, I think, sixth in the SEC East that year. It's just, you know, they found a way to get to seven and five. And then probably 2020, when we started this podcast, was a year probably up to that point I was most optimistic. But – to kind of pat myself on the back i mentioned that their wide receivers were pretty terrible and uh then you have the whole covid deal which was you know i mean i threw off everything who knows that team we could get into a debate on that it seemed like 
people wanted to say they would have won nine games. Um, had it been a normal season, I'm not convinced they would have been that good. Uh, and then last year, you, you felt okay about things, um, but it was hard to know how Levis was going to be and, and some other factors too. This is really the first year, I think, under Stoops where you look at it and it's like you, you can legitimately see like 10 wins in the regular season. Hell, you could probably talk yourself into 11, really. Uh, everybody outside of Georgia, I, I think it's another season where I would not pick Kentucky to go 11 and 1. Yeah. But you look at those 11 other games outside of Georgia, and you can't tell me right now that they're for sure losses. So yeah. that's Georgia. kind of the, the good point to be in this program. Um, and I feel like, you know, you mentioned, I think, what you say? If it was eight and four, people might be a little disappointed. I really think it would probably come down to, to who those losses were to. That's true. Um, I mean, if you go if you go eight and four and your losses are to Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia, you know, maybe you feel like you didn't win one of the games you could have. Maybe you feel like you left a little out there. But at the same time, that would have meant that you beat Louisville once again. You took care of business at home against Mississippi State and South Carolina. It's just you maybe didn't come away with a – with the marquee win. Um, so I think that would be a big thing this year. I mean, obviously the biggest signature win you could get would be against Georgia, but you look at Georgia's win total and basically well, they're 11 and a half. So, I mean, there's a lot of thought they would probably go undefeated again this season. I just don't know that you could expect Kentucky to, to beat them at home, but I think Tennessee on the road, anytime you beat them, it's a huge deal or hell, I still think Florida. Beating Florida is always a huge deal too, even though they've been pretty competitive and they beat them twice now in the last few years. And and eight and four is not to me. It's not a failure. It's not a bad season. Nah. I kind of view Kentucky football seasons now under a microscope of are they still doing things and taking steps forward. Mm-hmm. Now last year's ten and three. You go back a few years where they won the same bowl game and went ten and three. They beat Florida in both of those seasons, but they ended the streak and won. They ended the streak in Lexington and another, which that I felt like that's a sign of your program going forward because you beat Florida again, even though it was the same 10 and three year. Had they beaten Tennessee, then I think the season would have been the perfect kind of thing outside of going undefeated because then you'd have beaten Louisville, you'd have beaten Florida, you'd have beaten Tennessee. You've done all these things that shows your program still moving forward. But when you get to a certain point, it's kind of hard to keep doing things to move forward. I mean, when you're like at what, what, you know, Alabama can't move forward. Alabama's winning national championships. Georgia now won a national championship. But when you're Kentucky, there, there's still a few things there that I think Mark Stoops in his mind says, okay, we still have to do. One is you got to finally beat Georgia. You need to win the East. I mean, that's obviously a goal when you're playing football. And I think the thing that you've brought up multiple times, defeat an SEC West opponent on the road. I think that's a big yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of crazy to think that they haven't done that. Especially Which, you know, when it's Mississippi State every time, yeah. every other year. Like, And that's another place. You've got to win. Like, I know they're not going to get that opportunity this year, but you know next year is still a long ways away, but they need to get that one off their back because if they could ever break through and do that, then that's another win and it could, could be even even better season than what they've been having. Have they not won an SEC West road game since Auburn? Surely to God, that's not the case. So that was 2009, right? Because the next year they lost to Ole Miss. Oh, God, that would be so sad if that's the last time. I'm thinking here. I'm trying my best to think. I know they went and got destroyed at Arkansas one year as an SEC West game. Well, they didn't win an SEC game in 2012 or 2013. No, and then they didn't beat A&M in 18. 
They lost at LSU in 15. Well, we know uh, Stoops hasn't beaten one, so you got to go back to Joker, and I don't think Joker did either. No, I don't remember that. No, I do not. Uh, so that first season of Jokers was Ole Miss. Yeah, they lost that game. I think I was they at that out. game. And then yeah. the next year would have been Mississippi State, right? They also played – yeah, they also played at LSU one of those Joker years. Too. I think they might have played there in 11 as well and got crushed. So Auburn is the last one. So you got to go back Jesus. 13 years. It'll be Man. 13, 14 years. I mean, that right there in itself, like – Maybe don't talk about that enough. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. It is. <laughs> There's got to be a game we're missing, right? It's not been that long, has it? I'm trying to – I mean, we're – so you, our listeners are literally getting this raw and uncut on the fly here because we're trying to figure this out. But, Derek, I don't think so. Like, if you're talking going back to Joker, it would have been LSU in – would LSU have been the 12 – the season before Stoops? Yes. It would have been Joker's last season. They lost at LSU. And then they lost at Mississippi State in his second year, and then they lost at Ole Miss his first year. So that Auburn game where they had where three different quarterbacks scored a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. It's, it's time to win an SEC West Road game. Yeah, and you're going uh, going to the Grove against Lane Kiffin. I, I've been there. Uh, not to I, was, I just want to say this was October 17, 2009. I was a freshman in high school. I've been out of college now for five years. So didn't they play <sighs> Mississippi State? On was it at home back to back years or on the road back to back years? Because I know it kind of did a what was it the new schedule or when A and M and them came into the league that they had a year? Yeah, they got uh they got stayed at home back to back years. So who was the road game those seasons? I'm trying to remember the West team. They played at LSU in 2011, and then in 2012, that was our Arkansas. Okay, that was the yeah. It's crazy they haven't been to Arkansas in a decade. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's something I'd like to go to. That's something that I want to see change. I, if, if the league ever did move to nine, I would like to see that change to where you kind of go and, and you see these places more often. I mean, they've been to LSU. What was it? Three times since LSU had last been to Lexington going back to this past season. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I just think that they're those kind of things in the schedule are just kind of crazy at this point. Cause uh, I think you, you want these teams going around and playing on the road in the league and, and everything, and I want to see some of these stadiums and experience it as well. But yeah, that that's definitely something they've got to get off their back this year, and that that needs to be a talking point going into maybe not not as much going into the season, but certainly heading into that week of the Ole Miss game. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, you had the overtime game um, in 2018 at A and M, and then I didn't think that Mississippi State team in 2019 was any good. Um, but Kentucky had some serious quarterback issues at that point. Sawyer Smith was pretty hurt. Yeah. And then 2020, they had, you know, a few games, which you had to go play Alabama, uh, which they lost by 60 points. Pretty crazy. Uh, and then you played played the season opener at Auburn. Lost that one. It was, you know, a close game up until the fourth quarter. And then you go back to last year, they played one of their worst games, probably the worst game they played all season. Certainly, uh, I was against Mississippi State. So, man, I, for whatever reason, I just had not realized it had been that long. I hadn't processed that way. That, that's like you said. I mean, you can't make that like your 
number one goal. I mean, it's just kind of one of those things that it's worked out that way. But my goodness, it's like they've not really even been that competitive either. It's kind of the worst part uh, in a lot of these SEC West games. But as you continue to build, I mean, Stoops has knocked down so many doors. I mean, it's yes, no, and it's it's, had success against the SEC West, you know, too. I mean, overall, yeah, they let that one slip away against Ole Miss there at home a couple years ago, but you beat Mississippi twice against Ole Miss, right? 2017 and 2020, (laughs) two games at home against Ole Miss. So definitely want to. That's a team that you know they want to beat. So there's going to be quite a few storylines when you start digging, and it, it, I did not know that until we started talking. So uh, maybe some of our listeners will chime in on that as well. Anything else you want to hit before we wrap this thing up? I'm just, you know, spring football's over now. I guess this week was the last – or or the practice tomorrow or Saturday, I mean. Are they done? They're probably done, right? Yeah. I know the media stuff ended today or yesterday. But um, it it seems like they're going to be able to add a little bit of help. It's not happened yet as we record this Thursday afternoon, but – Still think Kedron Smith from Ole Miss seems like they're in a great spot to get him. He'll be a, a pretty big piece to this defense, I think. I mean, he's an instant starter, most likely walking in here. Um, this is going – I won't say who it is. Um, someone familiar with Ole Miss, you know, basically listed him as, you know, maybe slightly above average corner, which is fine. I mean, if you tell me UK can get just average cornerback play out of one of the cornerback spots, I, mean, I think they're going to be fine. You just can't have a total liability. Over there, I mean, Kedron Smith might not be a guy who comes in here and puts up all American numbers. He probably won't. But someone who's played a ton of football in the league, someone who can step right in and, and has a ton of snaps under his belt, that I don't think should be taken lightly by anybody. Um, it's kind of what they need, and potentially maybe they'll get one more. I don't know. I would be a little surprised if if uh, a good enough tackle goes into the portal. So I mean, you might be riding with Buford and. Uh, Flax and Wallabo and Keontae Goodwin this season. So big summer for those guys. But overall, I mean, this this feels like it's got a chance to be a really special season. And it's just going to be up to up to those guys and those coaches to go out and make it happen. But I'm, I'm really excited for it, for sure. Yeah, which is exactly what we said going to this last season. Had a chance to be a yeah. special season. And now you got another one has a chance to be a special season. So maybe that's the new trend. In Lexington, as this show is always powered by Blue Wire Pods. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 